going back. I don't know why that live stream didn't want to connect or work, but you know what? It is what it is. Today we are talking about your focus. I am super excited to be talking about this because it's a little bit near and dear to my heart right now on things that I've been focusing on. It had been a rough week and even um, rougher weekend. <laughs> it's just been a little crazy. So we're going to be breaking down how what we focus on becomes our reality. Before we do that, I want to just pray. If you have any prayer requests or if you were just watching in and want to just say your prayer request again, go ahead. You can drop an emoji, drop a comment. We are all going to come together and pray around you. And for now, um, let's just open up in prayer. So, Father God, I thank you so much for these women and for this day. And, Father, what you spoke to me this weekend is that um, so often I reach out to you and beg for your help when I'm in need. And I don't praise you enough during the mountaintop moments too. So Father, help me to realize that in the valley, I'm growing closer to you. And on the mountains, I'm there because you brought me there. Father, thank you for all of the hardships that I wouldn't have chosen, that I would rather have not gone through, um, that I would not have thought should happen. But Lord, when I look back, I see that they were for your plan. So thank you for your grace and your goodness. And in Jesus name we pray. Amen. So we are talking about your focus today. And it's funny why we're talking about this, because um, there was an issue with my shower and I was focused on one thing and it ended up being a completely different type of issue. The other thing we're going to talk about is how when we're only focused on one thing during our health journey or um, our weight loss journey, that we don't really get the whole benefit of what's going on. So first with my shower. So there ended up being some sort of leak in there and we didn't know what, what was um, happening, where it was coming from. Side note, I don't see comments, so if you're commenting, I promise <laughs> I'll respond after. If you're listening on the podcast, feel free to message out or email any prayers or comments you have as well. Um, so there was an issue with my shower, and it was leaking. And we thought it was just this, like, trap thing that's on the bottom of um, the door. So we would change that and look at it, and it still wasn't fixed. And it was because we were focused on that one thing that we zoned in on thinking that's what needed to change. And it actually was the entire shower because it's not level. Come to find out when a professional came in to look at it, he filled us in that it's not this piece of the shower, it's the whole thing that needs to be redone. And so often on our weight loss or health or fitness journey, we get focused on a number on the scale or clothes we want to fit into, that we lose focus, that it's all the habits that we need to work on that made us get to where we are now. So <laughs> I got an amen. <laughs> so if we just focus on our weight and we don't focus on our habits, nothing will change long term. The habits that brought you here 
are the things that you need to change. It's not a race of how fast you can lose your weight, how quickly you can get into that dress. It's if you can maintain it. And if we're only looking at the part of the shower that we think is broken, and we don't realize that we need to tear down some of the structure that we've built our mindsets on around what health and faith and fitness look like, then yeah, it'll be a temporary fix. We'll get to that weight, we'll get into that dress, but the problem itself isn't fixed. We won't fix it until we tear it all down and look at it from a different point of view. The other thing I want to speak about is actually a word that was spoken at church this weekend. And my pastor said that popular opinion does not overrule Jesus' word. And so often as women, we take popular fad diets. We take popular pills. We take popular shortcuts to get to our health and fitness goals. But all that does is add things on that shouldn't be there. Just because the world is doing it does not mean that's what we're supposed to do. It's like when your mom uh, told you when you were a kid, if your friends jump off a bridge, it doesn't mean you have to. If everyone's doing keto, that doesn't mean you have to. If everyone's going vegan, it doesn't mean you have to. If everyone's doing, I don't know, different you know, fad diets or replacing all their meals with shakes because they want a quick result, that doesn't mean you have to. Is that really honoring the spirit that lives in you? Or is it satisfying what the world wants you to do? Is that really taking care of the body that God gave you and blessed you with? Or is it just treating it with disrespect because we're looking for a physical temporary change and not a healthy lifelong one? If you're only focused on that number, it's not enough. And I've said this time and time again, if you are looking for a number to change on the scale, that number isn't going to matter when stress comes your way. That number doesn't matter at the end of the day when your willpower and strength is gone. You're going to go forget it. This is too hard. I don't really need to fit into those jeans. I'm going to have 15 ice cream sandwiches. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. But when your goal is, I want to be healthy for my kids, I want to run around with them and have energy to say, oh, they want to go hiking. I'm not going to be the reason that I'm held back from that. I'm not going to be the reason that says I want to, but I physically can't. I don't want to um, lose weight just to be better looking on the outside. I want to be healthy on the inside, too. I want to nourish my body how God meant it to be, not punish it for food choices that I made. That doesn't make any sense. That's not treating your body with respect. The other part of this I want to talk about is a bad day doesn't mean you're moving backwards. So often we start on a health journey. We say we want to do it to lose weight. It's not a big enough goal. Then we come down to reality. Things get hard. The end of the day comes. We don't want to make dinner. And we go, we're just ordering whatever. Just get some pizza, babe, because I can't make any more decisions. That still happens with me, too. But health and fitness and your faith is a lifelong journey. 
This isn't a, I'm hopping in it and in two weeks, I don't see results, I'm done. Clearly this doesn't work. No, we are in this for our lifetime. We are in this for the long haul. My clients that sign up with me for the Methodized Mom Program are not in it for instant results. We are in it to say, all right, I've got, I got here somehow. I need to undo some of this and move forward. Am I going to still have bad days? Yes, absolutely. Jesus didn't promise when you accepted him as your Lord and Savior that your bad days would end. In fact, the more your faith grows, the harder the trials come at you. I'd love to know if you feel that too, but when I set out to do what I know Jesus called me to do, those battles come in hard and fast and quick. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's like when you're in the ocean and those waves just keep coming because the tide's changing and they're big and they're tossing you and you can hardly get your breath back up before another one comes and knocks you down. It's easy to quit there when our faith isn't built on a solid foundation. When our faith and our health and our fitness isn't built on a solid foundation. Nima's saying hello. I say that to everybody that's on my call. If I don't show her, she's not gonna um she's not gonna leave. So she needs her five seconds on camera. So what is your health journey built on? Is it bigger than a pant size? Is it bigger than a number on the scale? Because if it's not, it won't be lifelong. It's not going to sustain you through those hard times. The bad days that come are proof to me that I'm moving in the right direction. When I wanted to go into prison ministry, everything came back against me, everything. There were all sorts of hoops I had to jump through that I wasn't anticipating. There were all types of um, essays I had to write and prove that I was a Christian. And I was like, am I? Like, actually, am I? Like, I, I'm not licensed to preach. I don't have a degree in theology. You know what, God, maybe you're, maybe you're trying to tell me that I'm not worthy and I, I shouldn't be here. And we can allow those thoughts just like they did with me in women's prison ministry. We can allow those thoughts in our fitness and our health journey to impact us the same way. Oh, this is hard. Clearly I'm not supposed to be eating healthy. This is this is too difficult. You must not want me to do this, God. And we can allow those thoughts to overtake and swirl in our brain if we're not rooted enough in Jesus that he wouldn't ever tell us we can't. The only thing he's going to tell us and we respond back is yes and amen. Like, yes, you can do this. I spoke it to you. You can do this. If Jesus gave it to you in your heart and your desire, he's going to get you through it. And I feel like in those moments, he is growing your faith even more. Because could I do that on my own? No. Can you do that on your own? No. This is when we need to lean in and say, I'm becoming less and you're becoming more. Because I can't do this on my own. So when all of those things came at me, I could have chosen to say, 
clearly God doesn't want me to work in women's prison ministry. Or I can say, yes, the devil is fighting me hard on this because I have a purpose here. Moses tried to use those excuses too. No one is exempt from, from these thoughts. Moses didn't think he was enough because he couldn't speak. David didn't think he was enough because he was too young. Everybody doesn't think they're good. Paul thought that because of his past, he couldn't. But all of them chose to say, I'm not going to allow those thoughts to rule me. I'm going to allow the truth of Jesus to push me forward. So I want to encourage you, if you've started on your fitness journey or um, a nutrition journey, you know, I'm going to fuel my body right and all of a sudden everything goes wrong, I'm going to encourage you that you're probably moving in the right direction. <laughs> you're probably going in the right way. Because if you were going in the wrong one, the devil would make it easy. Right? You would just be on your way. The other hard thing to realize is that a lot of times we will point so much to other people or other circumstances to why we are why we are. Now, to a degree, what my mom fed me as a child and the habits that she instilled in me do determine what I do now. To a degree, how people treated me does affect how I treat others now. To a degree, what's available in my fridge that I bought does affect what I'm making for dinner. But if I am always doing this and never doing this, guess what's not going to grow? Me. Because I'm going to project my problems onto people and say they are the reason I am. And I'm going to project my phrases onto people and say that's why I am because of them. People should not be the driver of our happiness or the driver of our sadness. Our joy as Christian women does not come from the world. If we truly believe that, then we should not allow people to have that control over our emotions. That's emotionally eating. That's with emotional reactions with our words, which is what I need to work on a lot too. This is not with judging where other people are in their journey. This is not pointing and saying, well, I'm like this because they did X to me. At some point in our spiritual and faith journey, we have to say, I am now going to take responsibility. Yes, this happened to me, but I don't have to be defined by it any longer. Yes, these are the habits that I had, but I no longer have to be a victim of them. I can take responsibility. And is it hard to go through without a guide? Absolutely which is the whole reason I started the Methodized Mom program, to say, hey, I've been there. I know what that's like. I'm struggling too. There are days that I have that are horrible. This weekend was one of them. It was a hard weekend. And it just reminds me even more that the devil is going to work hard on you when you're moving in the right direction. That is with your faith, your fitness, your nutrition, your overall health all of that. But if I keep doing this, which is what the devil wants me to do, it's your fault. 
you caused this. I feel this way because of you. I'm eating this because they stressed me out. I'm not working out because of this. Then I forget this relationship. The relationship that comes from the top down. The relationship that goes from the bottom up. My relationship with Jesus. Owning your doubts and owning your habits and owning your issues is step one to say, okay, I got here maybe because of someone else, maybe because of something else, but I no longer am going to allow them to control me. I am going to reach to Jesus to be my strength. I'm going to reach to Jesus to be my joy. I am not going to allow outside people to control this for me. The other thing I want you to know is sometimes you just have to be active. Now, I'm not talking active in um, a physical way. I'm talking active in a mental and spiritual way. So often, me, and you guys can let me know if you feel this way too, but so often I'm so quick to say that, oh, that stole my joy. Oh, this situation, now now I have no joy. Again, this is uh, me and my soul allowing outside circumstances that I have no control over to control how happy I am in Jesus. Is every situation I'm in good? Absolutely not. This weekend was one of those. Like, there were things that went wrong that were not good. I would have chosen not to. But if I allowed them to permeate my heart and my soul, then I would be stuck there. And I would say, this isn't my calling. I'm all done. Clearly, I'm not good enough. I served at church so much last week, and there was an incident at the end of the week that made me have a sour taste about all the good that we did. Isn't that just like the devil to end on a sour note? Or right when you're on the verge of breakthrough, to throw that, that fork in your journey, and you go, man, instantly you forget all the good that God has done for you and brought through and you focus on that one bad thing. I served for just about 58 hours last week. There was one bad hour, one. And I focused on that all day Saturday, that one bad hour. And then the shower thing happened. And that's when God spoke to me. You're going to allow one trap on your shower door to to allow you to question your faith with me you're going to allow one hour to discredit the 57 other hours of great work that happened in my church for you to say no it's not worth it i'm going to allow one thing that someone said to me one comment on your thread one comment of Oh, you've been working out for this long? I don't really see a change. Oh, you've been working out? Oh, I couldn't tell. Oh, you're eating salad now? You're not going to eat with us? Any of those type of things. You're going to allow one thing to ruin the progress that you've made this far? Absolutely not. 
and I'm going to spread that into you and lay it on thick because you are more than your one mistake. You are more than a million of your mistakes. You are more than others' opinions, thoughts, or judgments. The only opinions, thoughts, and judgments that I care about are the ones that God gives on me. The other part of this focus that I want to talk to you about is the fact that just like my shower needs to be completely redone, there are some habits that need to be completely redone in our lives too. It's really hard to see those two from the inside of us because we know each other too well. We say things like, oh, I have dessert every night because that's who I am. We say, oh, I um, have wine to de-stress because that's who I am. I use alcohol as a cope. I use food as a cope. And we may not say as a cope, but we, we determine our outside actions as a describing factor of who we are. Oh, that's just who I am. That's just what I do. You are not determined, described, or valued by your actions. God loves you regardless of your actions. Jesus came to strip that veil and say, you're not your sin. So why then do we put worldly labels on ourselves? Oh, that's just who I am. And we limit our potential because of what we think we are limited to. Oh, that's just me. Most of my clients, when they come on, um, don't understand the first few weeks where not a lot happens except me looking really in-depth at you and, and what you're doing. And then when we talk on the third week, they go, "What? so what have we been doing? And I go, actually, you haven't been doing anything but living your life. And I am looking at you and going, okay, here's where you're limited. Here's what you think you're only capable of. This is where you're, you're not breaking through because of your mindset. Your mindset has everything to do with not only your faith, but your fitness and your health too. If you just keep telling yourself, I am this person because, then you're never going to grow into the person that Jesus called you to be. He took away that because. He took away that excuse. He did the impossible. The other thing I want you to remember is so often people say, I don't have the time. This is the number one thing I hear from women. I don't have the time. And I'm going to argue, you don't have the time not to invest in your health. You don't have the time not to invest in your children and teach them healthy habits. Because the last time I looked, my daughter was just born. She's coming up on her sixth birthday. And I go, my gosh, where did six years go? In the day-to-day, -day, it's mundane. But the long-term, the years, they go by so fast. My son's going to be 12. And you could be thinking right now, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to start something. I'm going to do this. And before you know it, 10 years have passed by, and you didn't take one step to start. And it's because the day-to-day -day is hard. But I'm going to challenge you that if you have that calling, that says, now is my time, I'm ready to invest. This is worth it for me. This isn't just worth it for me, it's worth it for my kids. 
that they don't have to struggle through the same things that I'm struggling with right now, that they can learn that fitness is fun and not a punishment for what you ate, that they can learn that eating healthy is good for you, not just because it's healthy food, but because you're honoring God with it. Yes, Jessica. Psychological warfare, oh my gosh, I could do a whole live on that, and we will at some point, but absolutely. We say we don't have time. You don't have the time to waste because before you know it, it's gone. Time is the one thing we don't get back. And if we don't learn to prioritize it, to make sure that we're around for a while, to make sure that our kids are set up for success, it's gone before we know it. Now, maybe I'm just in this place because my grandfather passed away and my um, great aunt passed away not too long ago. And there's just a bunch of um, unexpected deaths that have happened in the past two weeks in my life. When God says it's your time, it's done. So we are not promised tomorrow. If God puts something on your heart, we need to act on it. That's my challenge for you today. If you're ready to act on your health and be like, you know what? I want to talk to you more about this program because I'm ready. God is calling me to not wait any longer. I've tried and put money in all these different things and they never work. Tell me what's lifelong. Help me to have life blood running through me. Now's your time. Now is your time. Because to 1130, it's 1030 here where I am. 1130 isn't even promised to me. One o'clock this afternoon isn't promised to me. I want to start now. I want to say, God, you can do this now. I'm, go I'm going to take off the limits that I've put on myself. We get so intimidated by the next steps that we lose our faith that God can do all things. Right? So instead of me being fearful of the next step, fearful of the investment, fearful of putting time back into my day to make sure that I can be the best for my kids, I'm going to be faithful that if God called me to it, he's going to bring me through it. Is it going to be pretty all the time? No, but I will not let fear, people, situations, or obstacles determine how far I move forward. I'm not. I'm not going to allow it, whatever it may be, stop me from being what God called me to be. I'm not going to stop pursuing women's prison ministry because I feel unqualified, because I feel intimidated. I feel the most uncomfortable when I know God is growing and stretching me. And that's a learned thing. When I'm like, this is hard, this is difficult, that's when I'm growing. That's why I love hard workouts sometimes, too. It's the hardest workouts that grow me the most. When I'm dead at the end, I go, oh, how did I get through that? But I say, if I could get through that and think I was not going to make it, what else can God bring me through? I did that workout on my strength, on my own strength. What is God capable of bringing me through? Whose lives are, are we capable of changing without even knowing it by allowing God to transform this for us? Yes, you are not enough. You aren't, but God is. 
God is enough to redo that framework of what you've labeled as impossible, that you think you're too bold for, that you think your habits have formed you on, you are not enough. Your habits are proof of that. But God is, and he can rework and rechange. After all you've been through, what it costs, it ends up taking from you, right? Like the health bills that could come, diabetes that could come from lacking on your health. Your faith is still there, though. And that means that Jesus is, too. You don't see the blessing yet in your brokenness. And that is okay. Because I never see the blessing through my brokenness until I look back at it and go, okay, okay. Stop looking at society. Stop looking at the fads. Stop looking at the magazines for the next best thing. Stop pointing at your parents for what they did or your kids for how they're acting or the time that you don't have and focus on what you do have control over. Because I would argue that you spend some time in front of your Netflix and your TV chilling there instead of taking care of your health, whether that be meal prep, exercising, changing your mentality. Stop looking at the world for your joy and peace and and acceptance and look at the one who made you. It's not your job to do and please the world around you. It's your job to do what God called you to and to know that in your weaknesses, he is strong and will get you through. So I don't know if you've had a shower moment um, this weekend where you're like, oh, it's just this one piece. I don't know if you've had that with your fitness and your health journey too. Like, oh, it's just my fitness. My nutrition's fine or vice versa. I don't know if you're like, oh, my faith's fine, but, you know, I keep doing Jenny Craig and Weight Watchers, and then I went to this, and I went to that, and I tried this. Stop trying all the fads of this world. Enjoy the foods that God gave us here on this earth to fuel us in the right way for your body. If you are ready for that life change transformation, if you are ready to stop pointing blame at others for where you are now and say, I'm going to take responsibility for this and change the outlook of my family's dynamic. If you're willing to put that investment into yourself, I want you to comment methodize below. I'm going to reach out to you and we're going to chat for a few minutes about what the program looks like to help you reset your mindset, framework, and beliefs that God spoke over you and rework how you look at the outside world as well. You can be fit and faithful at the same time, but you have to be willing to ignore all this and focus on this. Focus on the faith. Focus on the good. Don't focus on the bad. Don't focus on just one aspect of your life that, that you will allow to derail all the good that you've been doing. Focus on the good and beautiful things. That's what God calls us to do. Because it's very, very easy for me to focus on that one bad hour last week and say it's not worth it. 
and ignore the fact that 900 kids are getting backpacks with essentials, to ignore the fact that women have been freed from emotional shame, that women who are going into Planned Parenthood are having hope and leaving with paths of essentials for their babies that they choose to keep. I can ignore all that because of one bad hour. And that's what the devil wants you to do. Think about your whole day of healthy eating. And we always say, oh, I had dessert and I, I derailed because of one bad meal. You're going to allow that to derail your success, to derail your progress. One bad moment of parenting, we're going to say we're not cut out to parent our kids. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're a great mom. You're a strong mom. You were called to be their mom. You're called to be healthy. You were called to be faithful. Don't allow one bad thing to derail all of the progress that God is making through you. Ladies, I can't wait to talk to you and chat with you more. This will be on the podcast up and running tomorrow. So if you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much. If you're listening here live, I hope um, this was helpful to you. It was something that I needed this weekend. So I hope that what God spoke to me will, will spoke, speak to one of you as well. Thank you for an amazing morning. As always, let me know what prayers you need so that I can pray for you. Always feel free to message me and I will talk to you guys soon. Have an awesome day. Bye, ladies. Thank you.